Hey Star Wars fans, welcome to another episode of the Jedi Council podcast. This is a break from our usual programming. Yes, this is a very special edition. Uh, For those of you that follow us will know that back in November of 2018, Dave, Andy and I attended the Royal Albert Hall to see Star Wars A New Hope in concert. Uh, played by the London Philharmonic Orchestra and we had an absolutely amazing time. Uh, For those of you that want to hear a bit of a review about that, jump back to our History of Podcasts. It's podcast number 23 uh, where we go into detail about Dave and I's thoughts on that particular night. However, for those of you that have been with us for a little bit longer than that, we'll know that um, a couple of weeks before that, we set up a competition for a winner to actually join us in that evening uh, for the event and have a really good time. Uh, that competition was won by Mike, uh, so thank you very much for attending with us. Mike has kindly provided a bit of a an audio clip. Uh, when I say clip, I mean a really good in-depth review uh, of that particular day, his thoughts on the concert. Plus, his little thoughts on a couple of bits and pieces around the Star Wars uh, universe in total. So, this podcast is actually dedicated to him. So, you will not hear the usual suspects on the podcast, such as Dave, myself, Mera, Ali, or Andy. This is all about Mike. So, Mike, this is over to you. And thank you very much for joining and winning the competition. Hello, everyone. It's Mike here. I was known as Kenobi Darth from uh, Ballywater in Northern Ireland on the... vacation here in London for eight weeks and already I would I have attended and been proud and humble to attend the well to be the winner of the Star Wars competition held by the Jedi Council on Twitter uh, I didn't to be honest I didn't think I would actually win I thought I had no chance in hell and when I was told that I, that I had actually won, I was absolutely gobsmacked, literally gobsmacked. And it was great that my only my entry into the uh, competition, which was basically myself as a young boy of six in 1977, and me dueling against Kylo Ren outside Forbidden Planet in Belfast and they are part of the Emerald Garrison by the way uh, Five of First Emerald Garrison and of course of me uh, facing a banner for the European premiere of The Last Jedi which uh, the banner itself I own I probably have one of the only ones in existence in Northern Ireland so those were the three photographs I put in as one tweet and it was basically titled the, the Padawan who became the Jedi Master. So I thought that would be good to submit. It was an idea I had and it was a an idea that was imaginative like as what Star Wars represents and what George Lucas had all along a great imagination. So to me, that was an example of what Star Wars should be. Someone who has imagination, who is a fan, has imagination, and sums up Star Wars in one photograph. So that's my origin to my entry. So now you, now you guys know. So as soon as you see the... The actual tweet, you'll know what it was all about.
why, why, why I put what I put and why I submit what I put. Anyway, I was told that I'd won, and could I make the journey down? Have I any problems making the journey down? No. <laughs> it's Star Wars. So why, why, why would I have any problem with the journey? But I moved planes up anyway, and kept in touch with one of the chaps who I'm still uh, keeping in touch with at this very waiting time and uh, yeah I mean I didn't want to make the impression that I'll say yeah I'm gonna come and then don't bother that's that's not that's not being that's not polite and very very uh, stupid at all because some people would do that when I would but no, it's not me. If I say I'll go be gonna be somewhere, I will be somewhere. Whether it's Star Wars or not, it's the way I am. So anyway, uh, I got down uh, London uh, the day before, about six a.m. And I'm now in Romford in Essex. Uh, my friends in Rom Romford in Essex. That's where I'm staying at the moment. And uh, that's basically what we, my base of operations, you could say. So, yeah, it's the the journey itself took about 24 hours because I was up. I, I left home about 9 a.m. and I didn't get to my mates to about what, just after 9 a.m. So about 24 hours. So I decided to, uh, I, I, let, I let everyone know that I was in London and ready and gearing up and everything. And yeah, uh, I, I actually geared up by uh, just getting just slowly ready for the concert by playing a lot of uh, John Williams stuff. You know, all his back catalogue as the old Superman and Raiders of the Lost Ark and E.T. and all that, all in a, all in a, all in a mix, as well as the Star Wars themes and stuff. I didn't know exactly what to expect for the gig, because you know I haven't been to a proper Star Wars concert. I mean, I saw the LSO perform in 2005 at the Square uh, with the Imperial Guard or the Imperial Stormtroopers, Imperial Guards, the all in a line, like front, like front of stage, like like security, and it was. Uh, I remember it being raining on that day and all, but it, it's the same 2005 event there. The great big, large X-wing fighter, and 150 lucky fans got to see the uh, films in relatively relative order, uh, culminating in the. The last one, which was Revenge of the Sith, which uh, to me is the best one of the prequels, and the uh, the original is Empire Strikes Back. But you may think, well, if he likes Empire Strikes Back, why did he want to go and see A New Hope? Well, for obvious reasons, it's how my hobby began, and how my Star Wars hobby began, and. I got a love affair with the first movie anyway because I was six years old. So there's your answer, and it's it's where I first first started being in George Lucas's sandbox, 
which was a which was a term said in the very first celebration. I believe it was uh, Steve Sansweet on stage that mentioned the George Lucas sandbox just before he was uh, before uh, Ian McDermott said stuff on stage and also Hamill himself, uh, Mark uh, said, said his piece with the with the Joker uh, uh, impression as well and yeah so yeah that's relatively uh, the origins what I mean sometimes I sometimes I actually quote that like oh yeah I mean the George Lucas sandbox and nobody know nobody understands what I'm talking about so you've got the origin of that there so so coming on the Saturday so coming towards uh, the, the gig Saturday I met up with the representatives of the Jedi Council and never met never met them before so that was that was good actually because you'll be able to put now now we'll be able to put a face and voice to all our tweets which is great as well as talking shop of course and uh, everything relatively Star Wars so we went we I met up with Dave and Alex and uh, basically spoke about uh, things with regards to like opinions of figures and stuff because we went in Forbidden Planet in London which I hadn't been in since 2000 and they used to do signings on a Saturday obviously the, the, the sign, there was no signings said that day which would be would have been great but but not so great and I I spotted a few things I was going to get a couple of bits and pieces but I thought no I'll leave it because I'm here for eight weeks what's the point of going down getting everything and you know not not having to do not having to look forward to getting stuff when I come when I go home even though I've got stuff here from from last December that still has to go home and that's the that's the funny thing about me I leave stuff and I, I forget about it but that's me I've got I'm surrounded with Star Wars stuff at the moment from last December so I'm I'm, I'm looking like and thinking how the hell am I gonna get this home <laughs> but still I digress so so we so I met with uh, Dave and Alex in Forbidden Planet, and uh, uh, went around and I had a few ideas what to get in my collection. So that that would that guys, thank you very much for the meet up there. You done me a lot. You done me a lot of favors actually. I'm glad I went in there. So hopefully you'll see you in me upcoming tweets. Uh, over the next eight weeks what I actually will pick up and I will tweet out what I pick up anyway uh, so we uh, went we just basically killed time for until two o'clock which was which was nice anyway it was, it was good it was better than going to a pub and having a drink and you know 
not a, not, you know, it would have been great, but still, not everybody there, but, but, you know, it's, we just killed time until whenever, like, we just hopped on the, hopped on the tube to South Kensington, and then we, there we were, and, wait, wait, there was five of us in all, and, I, I must admit, it's, it's been proud, uh, really great to meet all five of the general council. It'd be nice, uh, it'd be nice, maybe in the future, to actually participate in the actual in an actual podcast with everybody. You know, chewing the fat as chewing the fat as we did in London. So it comes to the event, and. Uh, we we went in door three. I proceeded to immediately go into the merchandise uh, section because I'm, I I had phoned the Royal Albert Hall to find out what merchandise was available, and they let me know and there's there was there was stuff and I knew I was going to originally just get a t-shirt and a program, but I ended up getting uh, a little bit more than I expected, but. I I know it was much after, much sought after, especially the uh, special vinyl for the uh, New Hope LSO New Hope for forty years. Now I can I've got the vinyl on picture disc and and CD, so I've got the CD anyway. But I really got it for the book because the book is written by John himself. You know, it goes into the actual rigmarole of the score and the influences and that. I mean, John Williams is a visionary anyway. Let's be honest. He's not only a legend, he's a visionary. He he knew exactly how to score the Star Wars score, uh, the Star Wars film, right in the very beginning. But I don't think any of us who grew up with Star Wars knew exactly how how good John Williams really is as a composer. It's only now, uh, 40 years on, that we can say, yeah, he's brilliant, because we're, we've matured a lot, and we, we appreciate his contribution to the, the movie soundtrack uh, genre, or the film score genre. I mean, even on Classic FM, on a Saturday, when they do Saturday Night Movies, Guaranteed, there's a, there's a, there'll be a John Williams uh, tune on there. Doesn't matter what from what movie. The good thing about John Williams's music is, as soon as you put any of any of his movies, move, main movie scores on, you remember the movie, and that's the beauty of John Williams's music. You remember the, the film itself, and that's what film soundtracks should be. Something with a good strong melody a good strong vision but also a reminder of the actual film I mean everybody knows who John Williams is but they only remember him for one movie which is probably well, one, one, one franchise which is probably Star Wars but he's done he's done loads like from he's done Harry Potter he's done E.T. he's done Jaws all, all powerful all powerful themes all powerful all-powerful film scores. And we 
the representative of the Jedi Council and myself sat down to witness his vision. And, okay, well, I could say, all right, everybody's going to ask you, well, but it's not just his vision, it's George Lucas's vision as well. I, I'm not disputing that. I'm not saying about George Lucas. Well, that's obvious to me. We are, we are here, or we were there, to witness what John had written and for what his score really, truly is. And it performed flawlessly by the London Symphony Orchestra in London. So, the Royal Albert Hall itself is a very intimate venue. It's small in comparison to what you may, may have seen on the TV. It really is a small venue. I've performed there back in the 80s, so I know how big that all that place is. But that's a very long time ago. <laughs> but, you know, we're sitting down, sitting down to see the score and effect. I didn't know what to expect, to be totally honest, because I, I haven't really been to a concert this magnitude, to quote Admiral Akbar. I haven't seen, well, I've seen them on TV and, and, you know, seen the proms on TV. I listened to the John Williams special concert that was on the Classic FM, which was really good, by the way, which I atten attended. Even though John wasn't there, which uh, I hope he's out of hospital now. I, I, I heard rumours that he was going to go out, come out of hospital and head back to the States. But I, I believe I touched uh, touched something uh, about John when I, when we left the left the concert. And I spoke about John briefly, and we all know. I mean, I, I, I said I'll I'll say later what I meant, what I was what I said. But um, as we sat, as I, like I said, we sat down. Uh, that photographs taken, so everybody knows that we all we're really we were there, man. We were there. Guess where we are? <laughs> that sort of thing. But I didn't know what to really truly expect when it comes to the actual concert. And like I said, I haven't been to a, a symphony concert, uh, especially a film score so a concert that's absolutely hundred percent legendary. And that. Uh, Everyone knows what it is. As soon as the opening bars of the Avery Newman, uh, with the lights going like a searchlights, uh, and everybody like ready, really like cheering and round of applause, like getting ready. And the 20th Century Fox fanfare. Yeah, the rest anyway. And then soon, suddenly, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And you think, it, what is going on? Like, I mean, you had the screen, by the way, you had the screen and the orchestra in front. But I was thinking, what, what, am I, what have I put myself in for? What the hell did I win? And then since Star Wars came in, and then the then the start the, the crawl started, I went, oh no, you're joking! Is it to say, 
you're not playing the movie, are you? No. Remember, please remember. Uh, please remember this, right? I haven't been to a concert like this, so this is this was all relatively new. You know, they used to say on a VHS recording, see Star Wars for the first time again. And for those who haven't seen it, to see it again. And for me, the six-year-old in me, because, you know, whenever I see Star Wars, I'm back in 1977. Where I shadowed out back in Wood Green, North London, in 1977. With my mum and dad, following the story, obviously, and me getting absolutely excited that I'm watching, watching a film that I wanted to see. And believe you me, I actually, a true story, I actually badgered my parents to actually see Star Wars. I hadn't, I hadn't known about Star Wars. I just, just said, oh, I want to see Star Wars. I want to see Star Wars. You know? So I actually badgered them. But my mother would tell you that we took, we took him to see Star Wars and his life changed forever. And he hasn't stopped talking about it since. And that's 40, that's 40 years now. Whereas I say, well, I saw Sinbad the Eye of the Tiger. And then the next week, I saw this small independent film. You might have heard of it. It was called Star Wars. Which, to tell you honest, right, and, I, and I've said, I said this to uh, the current members of the Jedi Council. It's a, we're an independent film. And a couple of them actually agreed that, yeah, it was an independent film. You're right. But nobody recognises Star Wars as a small independent film of what George Lucas actually shot. I mean, it was it was supposed to be there for the big screen. Saturday morning pictures. You got Flash Gordon influences. You got Buck Rogers influences. Western influences. Samurai influences. Everything. Karasawa. Everything. Um, and then it just took off. We all know the history, but coming from myself, it's good to hear that someone knows. I, I know I've known Star Wars for forty years. I could I could talk about Star Wars for nearly sixteen hours. Everything what I think about it, what 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 really drives me insane about it. What why do I collect the toys? Why does a grown man collect toys and leaves them in the boxes? That's me. So, so anyway, the opening crawl comes up, and I suddenly realise that the dialogue, since the dialogue came in, you know, C3PO going, "Did you hear that? They blew up the main reactor." It seemed, it seemed a bit low at some, a few, at the very, very beginning. But it picked it, the sound picked up properly after. But we all we all know the lines anyway, so it didn't matter. And if you didn't know the lines, there were subtitles at the bottom. Not that I needed that either, because I know the movie dialogue off by heart anyway. I mean, after forty years, can you blame can you blame me? I mean, it can, I mean, it can get a bit terrible to be honest. I mean, there's this. I I was saying saying to the lads like that uh, a true story that when I was like last celebration in 2016 
and they put Star Wars on. I thought, oh, I'll go and see it. I'll go and see it like yeah. And I sat down and I started saying the actual dialogue before the actual person saying it. And I realised what I was doing. I thought to myself, I can't, sit, I can't sit here again. You know, I can't sit in the auditorium with us fans. Fans that are passionate about Star Wars as me and watch a movie because I've just now sported everything. I just sported it for myself. How, how I got away... How I got away with it in the Royal Albert I do not know. Because I was, I was literally that close. But I thought, no, 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 shut up, Mike, shut up, Mike. Don't do this, don't do this. You, you, you want to see this, you want to, this is different. Don't do this. Which I didn't anyway. You'll be pleased to know. But it's so easy, it's so easy to know the dialogue of Star Wars, or, or the Star Wars, as I should say, because that's, it was the Star Wars in 1977 for me, but it's so e it's so easy to say the dialogue. You know, there'll be no escape for the princess this time. Um, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah. So the dial the dialogue was in the actual movie. The LSA were performing the soundtrack flawlessly. And you know it's it's an experience from start to finish. Ish. It's it's a good it's a good gig to be at. It's a rare concert to be at. It's it's this is the beauty about Star Wars. You go to you go to very intimate events. You meet. Like-minded fans that you would never meet across the world. You share the same thoughts and maybe not so, but it's under it's understandable that yes, you have an opinion of Star Wars. Yes, it's okay to share it, which is great. I don't get the chance to talk to talk about Star Wars really because I don't my my friend circle are not. Star Wars fans, I'm, they know I'm a Star Wars fan. They do rip me a little bit. But ideally, they're not science fiction, fantasy fans, per se. And, yeah, and, you know, to be surrounded with people that love the movie, that are into the movie, and to see Carrie as she used to be, and knowing full well that we miss her and as laughing at the uh, humour that Star Wars has which of late it has I must admit it, we were, there were just one of these discussions later on that we had was about uh, how the Star Wars has lost its kind of way like its humour and what Star Wars stands for which I've got, I have to admit, I do, I do actually notice it, but it's, it's, it's trying its best to be going back to the old days. But um, Star Wars is always going to be childlike. Star Wars is always going to be have that child element on it. I mean, let's go back to the actual movie. The two, 
two big room, famous big room robots, R2-D2 and C-3PO. R2's always been my favourite character. Though I, I never use it as a focus for me collecting. But I was lucky to meet Kenny Baker at the very first celebration and Richard Lee Palmetto and Robert Watts and Rick McCallum. But they're not they're not the only ones I've met. I've met many of the uh, actors and that were in Star Wars. I think the last one I met was Mike Edwards. He was in uh, Belfast Comic Con, one of the Belfast Comic Cons, and which sadly are not going to be run anymore, which is annoying. But that's life. But uh, yeah, I met I've met quite a few Star Wars uh, professionals, and yeah, it's it's great. I mean, that's the beauty of Star Wars. You know, you don't know who you meet, don't know who you like become friends with Star Wars is universal and that's one of the things I want to put, put across there Star Wars is universal it should remain universal and the fandom should remain universal but maybe one day I'll actually speak about what I, how I feel properly about the fandom I, I mean, the guys know what when I was talking on Saturday with the with the guys they, they all know what how I feel about the fandom but those of you who are listening to me on this podcast you don't know so maybe one day I can record how I feel and and what the way forward should be but going back to the actual concert uh, as you as as I was I, I I I know I digress but I'd like to try and keep it fresh and so the only call is done and you got CPO going did you hear that blue and they, you got a dialogue and I could have sworn uh, my other thoughts were I could have sworn that it's like Anthony Daniels doing the doing a dialogue like backstage it, it was that clear that can that the clarity was absolutely first class the sound was absolutely first class and it was just overally amazing just overall amazing the whole spectacle of it the whole production it was just great it was impressive i mean it's not a concert you want to see just the once you know i hope i i hope it won't be just the once but still it was it was special it was a special event for, for fans that will appreciate the actual movie and we all we all appreciate the movie in one way shape or form like i said for me it's back in 1977 for others it's a different reason but it, it all comes to the same conclusion we love star wars it's where we it's where we've begun it's where we we still in a sense still live in some people eat drink and sleep star wars don't, no, I don't, by the way, but close enough. And you know, Star Wars has got so many influences, and you can see it still to this day. I mean, no wonder it paved the way for special effects as we know it today. It's Star Wars that done it all. Star Wars was a different film in the 1970s. 
it was fresh. It was it was the innovation of it all. You know, it it still stands the test of time today. I don't think it's dated, to be honest. Even with this with this special edition, as what we saw, or the special Blu-ray edition, the last Blu-ray edition, and it's it's not changed at all. I try to ignore the 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 new bits or dismiss them. They they don't exist because that wasn't Star Wars for me. Star Wars is the original 1977, and it always will be the original 1977 version. But even even then, that was tempered with a few times as well on its initial run. A lot of people don't know that. Some people do. But you know, it's it's still a lovely film. It's a great film. It's a still an independent film, no matter which way you look at it. It's still an independent film, and it was. It was beautifully performed and beautifully played, but the only the only the only thing wrong was there was no encore, and the conductor went out, shook the basically shook the first first the person in front's hand, went out, came back, bowed. There we are, there we are. There's the brass section. There's the other section. There's the front section. Out back. For about five times. Don't get me wrong. We enjoyed it. We we loved every minute of it. But I wish there was a better encore. I wish they did the Imperial March. Or the new Han and Leah. Uh, alternative take. That was on the John Williams' uh, concert. That he wasn't, wasn't able to attend. Because he was ill. And I don't know if he's gone, gone back to the United States or not. But I hope he's well. And... Yeah, it was just it was just an absolute major flawless concert. Uh, I can't I can't fault I couldn't fault it one little bit. I was just I was just well I was just well stunned, well, well impressed. It's a concert that you wouldn't see, you would want to go and see again and again and again. You would never be bored. It's that it was that flawless. It was well done. It was brilliant. It's just a shame that they don't they don't do it often or they haven't got a uh, a longer tour because everybody should see this concert it's it was really really good and it's also a shame that it wasn't ever filmed because this this for the fans that never got to see it those fans abroad that never got to see it that would, would appreciate it but you know that's the way that's the way the cookie crumbles all i can say is it was a day long remembered it was a it was it saw the end of kenobi and and soon he soon he ended the rebellion. That, that's that that's some that summed it up rather nicely, I think. It was it was a day long remembered. And it will be long remembered. And I I I basically am glad I went. I'm happy I went. I can't get it I can't get the excitement out of my head at the moment that I've got that I've actually witnessed such a, a big spectacle. That is with the LSO. You can't write you, being being in the presence of the orchestra that, that is responsible for Star Wars. That has practiced for many years, knowing these film scores. There may not be the original people that actually 
were on the actual records uh, when we were growing up, but they they made it a, those who are in the LSO right now have made it a career to be in the LSO to to learn these scores and to make people happy and nostalgic for what they you for who they are when they were children watching the films for the very first time and for me personally they done good may the force be with you thank you once again mike for providing us with that amazing uh, in-depth review of the day and we are really glad that you enjoyed yourself and came along to join the jedi council for the uh, royal albert hall's star wars in concert a new hope so guys, don't forget, we are the Jedi Council. We are here to provide you with news, commentary, thoughts and feedback on everything and anything Star Wars. You can find us on the website at www.the-jedi-council.com. We are on Twitter. We are at the Jedi underscore council. We are also on Facebook. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you go to Facebook and type in the underscore Jedi underscore council underscore TJC, you will find us. We are also on Instagram. We are the Jedi underscore council underscore TJC. So guys, get involved. Like and subscribe to the podcast. We are on iTunes. We are on SoundCloud. We are on player.fm. You can also find our podcast on the website. Again, go to www.the-jedi-council.com. We have a section set up for podcasts where you will see our most recent podcast, but every single podcast that we have done in our archives. And guys, don't forget, may the force be with you. Remember, the force will be with you always.